Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. I got to tell you, I'm super pumped, ladies. I am so excited. I'm so excited for what God is doing. You know what? I don't deserve to sit in this chair, but for some reason, God has given me the honor and the privilege to interview some fabulous people. My name is Sugbury, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I got to tell you, and today we have a hot topic, but before we get there, I want to introduce again my dear friend and co-host, Reagan Kramer, talking to us out of Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> so good to be here, Shug, just visiting the family, the grandparents, and it's been a huge blessing to be able to do this at the same time, and I'm so excited for our guests. Yes, I am too. Let's get right to it. Ladies, today's topic is called the prevailing Susie Larson. Now, many of you have heard of her before, but let me introduce you to her from my perspective. Have you guys ever met someone that seemed larger than life? Someone who can seem to do it all? A superwoman of sorts. That's my next guest today. I have admired her from afar, knowing her sister, Chrissy Hall, um, who's been on our show. Chrissy shared raw and from her heart about wisdom from young widows. Um, And Susie is a captivating writer. If you have never read her stuff, boy, today should be the day that you begin. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, she hosts a rockin' radio show. It's absolutely fabulous. It's Susie Larson live on Faith Radio Network. Find her. She does it with style, with grace, and not to mention, she is so stinking adorable. And friends, we are on YouTube, so I want you to look us up. Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics on YouTube, H-I-M for her.org. You can find us there. These shows are uh, listener supported, so please click that donate button so I can continue to bring this hot topics to you on a weekly basis. Welcome, Susie Larson. Great to be. Oh, my goodness. Listen to that. So good to be with you girls. Thanks for having me today. And thank you, Susie. You know, we even have listeners in prison. We have listeners in Africa. We have listeners throughout the U.S. And after it airs locally, then it goes to podcasts. So, ladies, you can listen to the show anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And then I encourage you to go to uh, Faith Radio Network and listen to Susie Larson's show, too. It's an amazing show on a daily basis. Um, Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Susie Larson is a talk radio show host. She's a national speaker, best-selling author, and in both 2016 and 17, Susie was nominated and voted into the top 10 groups. Get this. Now, this guy I really admire for the National John Maxwell Leadership Award. This award (laughs) recognizes people who go beyond themselves to make a positive impact in the lives of others, and that is the guest we have here today. Some of Susie's previous books include Fully Alive, your beautiful purpose, your powerful prayers, your sacred yes, blessings mm. for the morning, growing grateful kids. Boy, I should have read that a long time ago. Mm. And the Thank uncommon you. woman. <laughs> Susie has been married to her dear husband, Kevin, since 1985. You guys have been married as long as we have. And together they have three wonderful sons. It has been fun to see uh, your sons grow up through social media. I have seen those. Your three beautiful daughter-in-laws Two beautiful grandchildren, and this is my favorite, 
friends, she's got a pit bull like I do. <laughs> oh, you do too. She's, we have two All of right. them. She's got oh, a pit wow. bull named Memphis. And oh. Susie's passion is to see people everywhere awaken to the value of their soul, the depth of God's love, and the height of their calling in Christ Jesus. Again, welcome, Susie. Mm. We're so thankful to have you on with us. Wow. So honored to be here. It's just I've fun. heard so much about you, Shug, from afar, too. And people have said over the years, you two would be besties. You two have got to meet. And it's <laughs> way, way overdue. So thank you for having me. You know who told me we've got a lot in common is Chrissy. She says, you know, because yeah. I love to outdoor bike ride, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I got a Peloton now because I'm getting old. But, you know, I mm-hmm. just, I love it. I love it. Well, Susie, again, an honor to finally meet you. And uh, so, you know, I know our listeners are, the women want to get to know you personally. I know you do a lot of interviews. We're going to get to the meat of some of this stuff. But can we have a little fun to begin with? Let's do it. Okay, let's mm-hmm. have a little fun. Hang on. Now, mm-hmm. she, ladies, she doesn't know what I'm going to ask her. So this we're going to, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all about, you know, living on the edge of your seat and, okay. and surprises. <laughs> so with your busy schedule, all the cray-cray stuff going on, um, you know, what do you do if you had a day to yourself? If we were to say, okay, this is your day. It doesn't matter what the weather is. COVID is not going on. How would you spend a day to yourself relaxing and de-stressing? Oh, I love that question. Well, I'm an introvert. I probably could be a monk because I love (laughs) solitude. I thrive in solitude. And right now, I mean, I have for many years. I say this only because I need it and I'm desperate for it. Not that I'm saying anything other than that. But I I spend a good two hours, sometimes two and a half hours every morning with the Lord. And I... That's a, a non, non-negotiable, non-negotiable appointment for me. I just know I need him that much. So oh. that, that's just mm-hmm. a given. And then I have a Nordic track cycle. So you have a Peloton. I have a Nordic yeah. track. But, it, you know, I love to bike outside. So that, that's a happy place for me just to bike hard. And as someone who's come through mm-hmm. Lyme disease, mm-hmm. I used to run, but I can't. It's tough on the body, tough on the joints. We're cycling. You can work your muscles, your lungs. You can go for it without the wear and tear to your body. Mm-hmm. So that's a happy thing for me. And then I would like to go for a long walk with my husband and then sit by the lake and read a book all day and then have somebody, because I'm not a great cook, somebody make me an amazing gluten, dairy, (laughs) soy, corn-free meal because I got food issues. But I so appreciate it when someone can pull that off. Not that I know a lot of people, but, you know, I know some people who can cook like that. And when they invite me over for a meal... I just am overwhelmed with gratitude. Yeah. So I have a dear friend. Actually, she's on our board of directors, Linda Burns, and she cooks the healthiest meals. She's exactly yeah. what you said. Maybe we'll send her over Absolutely. for you. Please. That yeah. would be an amazing <laughs> gift. So, yeah. you know, just with food issues and then not being a super great cook, uh, that's I. it's such a challenge for me. So when I can get a meal that's delicious, mm. I appreciate it so very much. Oh, but, man. you know, I, I am a solitude girl. It's just how I get filled back up again. Yeah. Yeah. A little quiet time. Oh, you know, beautiful. and I'm curious, um, you know, I got my little pities. I love them dearly. I followed you and seen your cute little Memphis. Um, you know, pit bulls are a misunderstood breed. Yes, they are. And the reason I love them is they're like prisoners, you know, they're like mm-hmm. inmates who I work with uh, day in and day out. They're tough looking on the outside, but on the inside, mm-hmm. God loves them and they're soft little marshmallows. So what caused you to adopt a pit bull, Memphis? Well, so our uh, my oldest son moved out to Nashville, and the, the middle son, I'm trying to think if he was away, where he, he was away at college just in the Twin Cities, but an hour away. But our youngest son 
wanted to go and do a semester out because he wanted to wrestle with his brother. So he's like, can I do a semester <laughs> of college out in Nashville because I miss wrestling with my brother? And somehow we said yes to that. So anyway, he went out and, uh, and fell in love with Jake's dog, which was like a, bull, a bulldog, not a pit. But he, and he had all kinds of anxiety issues. So he was mm. that scary-looking thing on the outside, but he would snuggle in close, and it just knitted Jordan's heart together with this dog. It was so sad when he came home missing his brothers and not having a dog. And having raised three sons, we've had every animal. We had a python, a four-foot <gasps> python, which oh, I cannot believe. Oh, and I, and I never – oh, yeah. And it got, it got loose in our house too. But all oh. these things, reptiles we had. And, I, you know, I did all oh. of that for them but never really enjoyed any of that but just did it for my boys. But when Jordan just seemed so lonesome without his brothers because our house was so mm. quiet. I mean, literally – and I'm a planner. I'm a task person. I'm not an adventurer that much. I really need someone to help me with that, probably. So this was so out of character. But I, I said, Jordan, let's go to the Humane Society. Mm. And, you know, he had just come back from, from Nashville. And all these dogs are barking like crazy. This little six-month-old pit was uh, leaning against the cage. His name was Memphis. He was named Memphis. And he was the only one not barking. And I went over to him, and he just licked my hand. So I said, can we just bring him in a room? And he snuggled on our lap and just nestled in. And they were warning us of all the dangers of pits. And I'm like, are you talking about this dog that's on my lap right now? You know. And so we put a deposit down without talking to my husband. Again, nothing I would ever do. But my husband has this thing about him. When I say, honey, will you do me a favor? He always says yes before he knows what it is. He's just super kind that way. I totally took advantage of that aspect of his character and said, honey, would you pick something up for me on the way home? And he thought I was going to say like a loaf of bread. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, he's at the Humane Society. It's a little dog. And he's like, what? I'm like, just go look in his eyes and then tell me if you can turn him away. And he came home with them and he's like, so we have a dog now? And, um, and Memphis and he are like besties. So yeah, he, and that it just, we just got him to bring some comfort to Jordan. Mm. And he just became an incredible gift to us. And I, people who aren't dog people don't get it, but yeah. I love him so much. So. Yeah. I mean, I just have a golden retriever. You guys are you guys are wild women. Yeah. You know, actually, it's just, you know, it's it's a bad rap. You know, there's no bad breeds, just yeah. bad doggo. I love your pit bulls, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I think I mine them. was, but they don't know where he came from in the six months prior, but we think he was abused because anytime we would go reach mm-hmm. to scratch our head or anything, he would shrink back mm-hmm. and cry. When we'd open the sliding oh. door for him to go out, he'd shrink back and cry like he must have been slammed oh. in the door or something. So it took him forever. And what they say is when you rescue an animal, they know it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Like they're forever indebted mm-hmm. to you. And, you know, they just, mm-hmm. he's in love. He just watches us. He's just so in love with us. So. so I tell you, they're, yeah. they're little snuggle bunnies and they're great yeah. dogs. Yeah. They, yeah. they get a bad so, rap. Reagan. You have three sons. You said, right? Yes. And then they're all married. Correct. Correct. Okay. I have three stepsons, and they're in their 30s, and then I have an 8-year-old, and then I have two daughters-in-law, who we call daughters in love. And I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering, from your perspective, what special things do you do with your daughters-in-law, or how do you spend time with them and love on them? Boy, that's a great question. Well, we have... uh... Well, for one thing, we're in a little text that where we can share things with each other and tell each other what we need. But also Mm -hmm. in the family text, it's just on one hand, it's hilariously funny because they're just so funny, all of them. But then we get into things that where we need prayer for each other. I I just love that kind of more regular Mm -hmm. uh, connection. But, you know, once Mm -hmm. in a while, like prior to holiday season, I'll take them out. We'll do lunch and I'll go get them something. Or if one of them has had a bad 
day or a bad week, they'll connect and I'll mm-hmm. go, let's go and we'll go do something together. Yeah. Um, and then, but our holidays where we celebrate birthdays and our Christmases, when we get around, we make it really, really a, a strong point to hear from their heart, to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So whoever's birthday it is, we all go around and speak a blessing over them and say, this is what I see mm-hmm. in you. This is what I affirm in you. Mm-hmm. And in some men, mm-hmm. we've done that since our boys were young. And for these girls to mm-hmm. step into that, like they were always yeah. meant to be a part of it. And they were like, okay, it's my turn. It's my, my birthday. It's my <laughs> blessing. Let's hear it, you know. And, uh, it, yeah, they're just absolute treasures. And they're all these little things. So Aww. my hubby said, he's like, I've collected a bunch of small feisty women, he says. <laughs> I love it <laughs> because uh, they're just they're so precious and they're but they're they're little fireballs as well mm. and they um, our boys love them very well too it's really precious it's beautiful so yeah. you and your husband have been married a long time just like yes. Blair and I have and it's a blessing mm-hmm. to grow up together really that's what we did really is grow is. up together so mm-hmm. tell me what is your favorite date with your husband mm. Mm. Boy, that's another good one. You know, I would probably go back to my favorite day, you know, to do all those things with Kev. Yeah. Uh, and we do those things, and it's just precious where we have mm-hmm. just time. You know, we do a lot of walking in the summertime, probably five nights a week. We go out and we walk and prayer walk together. And I love that. I love, love, love that so much. Mm-hmm. And we love the water. If we can go float on the water and, and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's uh, times where we've taken our paddle boards out in the middle of the lake, and then we just lie down on the paddle boards and hold hands and oh. look up at the sky. Oh. <laughs> just, and, and we're not that romantic. We're romantically challenged. I will, I will tell you that. But as far as just solitude times, things that fill our souls, we're pretty good at that. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're, again, we're blessed to have you here. Um, you know, when did this question comes up? No, I believe you've written over 15 books. Is that right? I just submitted my 17th book. Oh, you did. I can't wait to talk Mm -hmm. about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, with that, you've written 17 books. When did you realize day one that God was creating you to be a writer? Well, uh, in those early years when I battled Lyme disease, you know, I I came into marriage with a very passionate walk of faith. I was still a fairly new Christian, but I had a lot of passion and I just, Mm -hmm. I knew God's word was real. Mm -hmm. I still, I say that. I knew I was saved, but I didn't know I was loved. And I really think that the next seven years of intense crises are what really kind of cleared the playing field because I I moved my striving from performance in high school to performing in the church, you know, just over serving and all the things that you do when you're trying to prove something. And uh, I got deathly ill with Lyme disease and three little boys, and it turned our finances upside down. And um and, you know, mm-hmm. I, it was so odd because my closest friends were all four or five years older than me. So they were four or five years ahead in the in the journey of marriage and family and kids and money. And they had money and they had health. And so I sort of assumed those were things that kind of go with <laughs> the journey. And they just were not our reality mm-hmm. at all. And uh, we both came into our marriage with with good credit and OK jobs for back then. And um and passion for God, and everything turned upside down for us. So if I could just paint a picture of our our little house was falling apart, our medical debt exceeded our income. So we had a room where it had a ledge on three of our four walls, and we had medical bills three deep that lined all three walls. We had more medical debt than we could pay, so we paid everybody $5 a month. And uh, this is a hard part of the story, but our medical debt went to collection. Some of it did because they wanted more than $5 a month. And here I still didn't have a handle on the disease. I was in my late 20s and early 30s, and it wiped out my short-term memory. I had chronic neurological uh 
crisis in my body, face mm. numbing, arms numbing, mm. blurred vision. Mm. Sometimes I would mm. have two and three months of vertigo, like spinning vertigo. Oh, and man. It was a walk through hell. It was so hard. And army mm. crawling with our little boys. Um, so in the middle of that, um, I had different friends who felt so sorry for us and other friends who pulled back and judged because the crisis seemed mm. to be going on so long. And 30 years ago, they didn't know about Lyme disease. So mm. it looked, right. you could think someone was a hypochondriac because mm. of what happens in yep. the symptoms. So I, I went from passion to going, I just pray I live long enough to see my boys grow up. And I went mm. from thinking, you know, God sees me to going, I think he lost my address. So I was really mm-hmm. in a pretty painful season. And I was still young enough in my faith. I didn't understand that God was up to something. I really didn't. So I really just felt like kind of all my expectations were kind of shrunk down to get through the day until Kev gets home. And uh, in the middle of that place, a woman from my church called who's just a, an incredibly respected intercessor. And she said, I've been hearing the chatter about you because people were gossiping. Some felt bad mm. and some were assessing. And she said, I needed to know for myself, God, what are you doing in this family's life? So she said, I mm. took your case before the Lord in my prayer, secret mm. prayer place. And she said, listen to me now, Susie Larson. She said, God showed mm. me a platform that he's building with your pain that you'll mm. speak from someday. Mm. So you Amen. need to learn it, lean in and learn everything you can because you'll have a story to tell. And I knew well, that I knew in my knower suddenly that that was true. That was like a truth bomb went into my soul. And prior to that, every morning I'd wake up because one of the things the doctor said with all the neurological uh, trauma in your body, don't be surprised if you wake up someday and your face droops and you have Bell's palsy. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to take for a young woman, you know, to, and every day I would look, is this the day my face mm-hmm. is going to fall, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would mm-hmm. look in the mirror to see, is anything drooping, you know, after that day, I would look in the mirror and put my hand on my numb face and say, you mm. will not die, but live and declare oh, the works of the Lord. Amen. And I remember at that time, the Lord just said, Susie, are you a believer because you've just, because you've secured your eternity or are you a believer because you actually believe this stuff? I mean, when are you going to shift your weight onto the promises of God to see mm-hmm. if they hold? And then he said, fear and faith are opposing forces. You've got to turn your back on one to behold the other. And now it's time to contend with some of these fears. So that was a turning point for me, Shug. I really didn't have vision at that point. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a speaker because I was so broken. Mm -hmm. I was physically sick. I was so incredibly emotionally insecure. Fear was a constant battle for me. So I didn't have these big aspirations to, like, become anything. I just thought, man, if I can overcome this illness and if I cannot be afraid of my own shadow... (laughs) What a win that will be. And so I just started to contend for the promises of God. And, uh, and that, but I did know that I would be sharing somehow because of that vision she gave, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if it oh. was a few months later, but it was a mom's group that called and said, Will you come and share? But I still had a numb face and a bad memory and a weak body. And, but I went and sat on a chair and said, I've got a lot of questions, but I've got a few answers. Maybe this will be helpful. Wow. And I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. But it apparently was. And so little by little, out of the ashes, God just bore, you know. Mm. Um, it started that way with speaking. I journaled a lot. And so I did when I started to feel well enough to dream. Mm-hmm. I admitted to my own soul I would love to write. And long story short, mm. um, that, that came to fruition. And then years later, the radio piece uh, became a reality. And radio is probably where most of my time goes right now. I work three-quarter time in radio. So most of my day goes there. But I'm writing about a book to two books a year. And then I speaking is sort of that I keep that on a very short leash because I still struggle health wise and I got to be careful. But mm. I do speak. I'm out there. But I just say no, probably 
eight out of 10 times just because I need to. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a story. What a story. And ladies, if you're just tuning in, my name is Shugbury, and this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hello. Odd Topics. We have the prevailing Susie Larson on with us today. And not only that, she wrote a book called Prevail. And if you're on YouTube, you can see it right here. I've got all my dog ears on it. I've just enjoyed it immensely. And we are going to give some of these away. And so if you go to himforher.org and you go to the info section and under that info section, if you give me a topic idea, for a future topic, because this is your show. This is not our show. This is your show. We're bringing up women's topics according to what you request. You will get one of these books. Himforher.org. Go to the info and give me a suggestion, and I will send you one of Susie Larson's books. And not only that, they're great gifts to give away. Mm-hmm. Susie, how can people find your books online? Amazon probably is the best place. I mean, Lifeway, Barnes & Noble, all the all the sales chains have them. But I'm thinking mm-hmm. Amazon usually has the best price. You can get it the quickest. So, uh, yeah, this one um, sold out, on the I think, of the day it released. So uh, it was, wow. thank the Lord. And so we're still waiting for the shipment to come. Uh, but uh, I know Amazon still has copies left, and we have a few copies as well. You know, since you brought that up, we've got just a couple minutes left. Reagan, didn't you see something on Facebook about those books? <laughs> yeah, I heard that they went overboard. Yes. Yes. Do you want me to tell you that real quick? So, okay. So the book sold out. I mean, the warehouse that the publisher sold out, but again, the books were in the sales chain, but they said, when those are gone, they're gone until mid-November. And we're like, oh my goodness. So we were praying and uh, we got a a call the other day that the big cargo ship coming across the sea hit a storm, took on water and 100 cargo crates went overboard into the water. The ship was damaged and it made it to the local port only to find out that prevail prevailed. <laughs> so it was still on the ship, but now it won't come till mid-December. So we're wow. still waiting for those. But, yeah, isn't that something? But you have enough still in the chain of Amazon, et cetera. Yes. For, you know, women, go out there. Get the book. If you don't come to yeah. our website, I really encourage you to uh, pick up the book. We're going to be really concentrating on that in the second half of the show. This is going to be a two-parter. And again, we're here with Susie Larson, and I'm so excited mm-hmm. to have her here. Regan, I know you had a burning question on your heart for the last minute before we part. Oh, can you tell by my face? Yeah. Um, just really quick. I mean, your, your story is so rich. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours, and I already feel like we're friends, and I love your heart for women. And, and you did that. Um, you, you had a spiritual crossroads, you said, at that time with lions. But I can read in Prevail how many times you are so... Um, excited about the emotional, physical, spiritual, and all these different pathways to health. And just really quickly, how physically did you turn that corner? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I worked in the fitness industry for almost 15 years. So I have a basic comprehension Mm -hmm. of health and I needed that to contend for my own health. When I relapsed five years ago, it was devastating Mm -hmm. to me. And it was in that place where God spoke. When you mean relapse, let's clarify, because I work with a lot of addicts. We got to make sure. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. When I had a health relapse (laughs) and we thought it was Lyme disease, it ended up being mold toxicity that attacked my brain. And it was devastating, devastating. And the book that came out at that time is Fully Alive. And and the, the premise is what happens in our soul happens in our cells. And one of the things God showed me is that what happens in your soul does permeate into your physiology and yeah. that the storms reveal the lies we believe and the truths we need. And that's why God will allow an overplayed enemy attack to position you for freedom because it'll the storm will bring up yeah. the lie you believe and the truth you need. That we're not as we we're not compartmentalized. We are 
a whole person, body, mind, and spirit, and God wants to redeem all of it. And I think when the yeah. sooner we see that, mm. the more we can invite his healing into those aspects of who we are. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, my Amen. Goodness. You're speaking my language. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, so you know, true. I can't wait to get into part two, ladies. I'm so excited about it. Listen, you want to dig deep, ladies? Hang on and listen next week to part two. We're going to hear some of the stuff that she has written, her devotions, her daily devotion of Prevail. And not only that, this is set up in such a fabulous way where you can either look at it topically, go by different topics, or you can go day by day. My husband and I have been going through it as well. It's appropriate for men and women, and it's called Prevail by Susie Larson. It's a daily devotional, 365 days for the whole entire year, and we're going to get in much deeper into what the content is when you come back and join us. But ladies, I think more than anything, what you need to know is that you need Jesus. And if you have never asked him into your life, would today be the day? Would you say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me for my sins, and help me to follow you the rest of my days? And I tell you, your life will begin rocking, ladies. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.